for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Good day, everyone, and welcome to today's Living Life. You know, as I was preparing for today's uh, Living Life devotional, uh, the idea of misunderstanding is going to be something that's kind of big. And um, I remembered a movie, a comedy from a long time ago, the title of which that I will not reveal because some of you might judge me. But in that movie, it's kind of a satirical, a sat satire of the life of Jesus. That might reveal the title to some of you. But um, I remember a short, like kind of like a scene where they're doing the scene of the Beatitudes, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is like very far, you can't really see him. He's preaching and um, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, there were thousands of people there, right? And realistically, you wonder how they all heard him. The people that were on the bottom of the Mount, right? Thousands of people, think about that. Um, so the movie, one way they kind of explained it was they did like the telephone game thing. People passed it down, the people who heard it, at the top, they say, oh, you know, da, 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 and it comes down to the bottom, the foot of the mountain kind of thing. Now, also in the game, the idea is that often it gets mistransferred, right? So you end up with a ridiculous thing. And that's kind of what they were going for. That was the funny comedy. And so, you know, over there, Jesus mumbles something, and then the word slowly comes down. And in the end, blessed other Greek. And say, the Greek? That doesn't make any sense. What's, you know, what's so special about the Greeks? You know, it's the meek, obviously, right? You understand. And they're talking about, talking about this. And then, you know, Jesus is continuing and blessed, come down, blessed are the cheesemakers. What? The cheesemakers? What's so special about their cheese? And, you know, these people are talking about cheesemakers and cheese and, you know, how it's so unfair that only they are blessed and so forth when it's the peacemakers. Obviously, you get the point. And I don't know if you find it as funny as I did. But, you know, the point is that they were listening, but at the same time, they weren't able to listen. And that's kind of what I'm going to get at in today's Living Life devotional. And, like, listening is something that the uh, disciples even weren't doing properly as well. So let's read the passage and then we'll continue. Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 36. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, Others say Elijah, and still others, that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. And he said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? 
Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. Today's passage will begin to highlight something that's very important and that will become a theme for the next couple of days. And it's Jesus traveling to Jerusalem and his mission there. But before that climax can be revealed, the question of Jesus' identity is something that, can, that you, know, you cannot remove from his purpose and mission. And Jesus asks his disciples privately, who do people say that I am? You know, some say John the Baptist, Elijah, one of the ancient prophets you know, who have risen from the dead. I mean, if you think about it, the answer to all of that is the same thing, right? You're a prophet. People say you are some kind of prophet, which is human. Right, probably sent by God, you know, but a prophet, but a human nonetheless. And then Jesus asks his disciples, Who do you think I am? And Peter, the only is the only one that answers, right? The bold one. And he says, You are the Messiah sent from God. This is the NLT translation. The literal literally, if you read uh, the ESV or the King James, says, You are the Christ of God. And Christ being the anointed is the Messiah. Now, this is definitely better than, you know, the other people's answer, definitely, and it's upgraded at least one level. Um, you know, you have the Christ, the Messiah portion, um, rather than just, you know, you are someone sent by God that other people were talking about. Now, generally, I thought this was a great answer, right? Oh, you know, Peter hit it on the nail. Well, you know, what a great disciples. He gets four points. But, you know, today, after kind of yesterday's passage and you know the next two days passage that I prepared for I have actually changed my mind and Peter's answer wasn't that great actually now that I think about it because he and the other disciples are still misunderstanding and they are not getting how Jesus is the Messiah right the true nature of what he came to do and how he came to do it and what he came to be. Now, I mentioned last month in the devotion of Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 56, which was January 4th, you know, that people were waiting for a certain mold of Messiah, right? Basically, like King David, a conquering warrior king who will come, you know, slay the Goliath of that day, which is the Roman Empire and so forth. But Jesus came as the humble king. I think, you know, like 
the, Dave, the King David model, that's what all the disciples were still waiting for. And, you know, we're going to support this passage, you know, in the next couple of days. In verse 52, it says, He sent disciples ahead to a, a Samaritan village to prepare for his ar- arrival. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said, Lord, shall we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? Wow, really mature, right? Disciples of Jesus. So anyway, we jump to the end of today's passage. And after Jesus' transfiguration, in verse 35, then a voice from the cloud said, this is God, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Now, that phrase, that short phrase, listen to him, I realize it's not do what he says, which is how I interpreted and I think most people probably did when God said listen to him it wasn't like do what he says listen and do what he says it's like listen to what he's trying to tell you right really listen because in verses 22 to 27 and you know a couple of other places over the next couple of passages Jesus is actually very clear in trying to tell them his disciples the conclusion right? That he's going to suffer. He's going to die, but he's going to be resurrected. Now, I'm not going to read all of it, but he's going to suffer. He's going to be rejected. He's going to be betrayed. This is the identity. Well, that's not the identity, but in here is the identity and mission of why Jesus is going to Jerusalem, even in coming to the world. He came to die. The death, the suffering was part of the cross and the mission that he was going towards. But the disciples don't get it, and worse, no one follows up, right? uh, Peter gave a close answer, but um, Jesus, with that close answer that was also off at the same time, with that and because of that, Jesus follows up and gives a more clarification. But here, they just kind of stop. We don't get it, dot, 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 we'll just move on, right? Now, we see another such example of misunderstanding in verse 34, when Jesus is having some kind of a meeting, right? That's the best I could call it, meeting with Moses and Elijah, and like maybe in his true form, the transfigured form. Uh, but at the same I, I cannot imagine is the true, true form of like heaven, maybe an earthly reflection of his true form. Now, Peter, seeing the three of them, says, Master, it is wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Now, the word memorial caught me off guard because it was unfamiliar to me. Now, that was the NLT. So I went back, and the ESV and the NIV says tents, right? Let us uh, make three, you know, tents as shelters or something like that. Um, But I went to the King James Version, and the King James said tabernacle. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, we got to think about this. What a lot of people recognize and just thought as tents, just simple tents, right, for you to sleep in, the real word was actually tabernacle. And tabernacle was a place that was supposed to symbolize the presence of God with the people of Israel. And it is also where they offered sacrifices. That's why I think the NLT used the word memorial. But think about it. It's the place of the presence of God and where they gave sacrifices. And Peter wanted to build not one tabernacle for Jesus. That could actually even make sense. He wants to build three tabernacles, one for Jesus, for Moses, and for Elijah. 
Now, either you are promoting Elijah and Moses to be on par with Jesus, which is not good, or you are pulling Jesus down, in a sense, to be on par with um, Moses and Elijah, which is also not good. Do you see what I mean? It's still early days for Peter and the, the disciples, and they don't know. They listen to Jesus, but they aren't really listening. So we have to ask ourselves, have I been really listening? All the sermons and Bible studies and podcasts and so forth. Do I truly understand what it is that Jesus came to do, what he did for me, and what it means to follow him? I think a lot of words and concepts from the Bible can be and have been misunderstood um, in so many different ways. Words and ideas like blessing, salvation, anointing, calling, mission, sacrifice, even heaven. And I think we need to ask ourselves from today's passage, is my understanding of these words, these ideas, correct? Are they biblical? Or have I taken them or brought them or heard them out of the Bible and I've been applying it and understanding it according to my own understanding? Or even whatever someone said, a person has been teaching me, right? Another person's interpretation, which may also be incorrect. Do I know it according to the Bible as Jesus meant it and as he said? Now, God is trying, as God was trying to smack some sense into Peter and the rest of the disciples, and even God, you know, calling down and saying, listen to Jesus. We need to listen to Jesus and not our ideas, not other people's ideas. Let's reflect on this today. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word, Lord. Uh, and we thank you for even people uh, like Peter, uh, God, in his um, younger days or in the beginning at least, uh, was so much like us. And we see ourselves in him and the rest of the disciples, Lord. But we thank you that um, we have the, the entirety of your scripture, of, of your word, and it teaches us and it molds us, Lord. So today, teach us to go to your word directly to learn from your word, O oh God, and not our own interpretation, our other people's interpretation. But may we listen to you truly today and to learn and even be corrected, Lord, of our misunderstandings if there are any, Lord. Lord, I pray really correct our misunderstandings so that we can be your true disciples. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh uh -huh.